this is the hour of prayer service unto the Lord I so want you to wherever you are whatever you're doing if you're able uh, let's seek the Lord for a moment let's call upon him you're tearing for the Holy Ghost you need the Holy Ghost if you say you have the Holy Ghost and you've not felt a touch from him the Spirit of the Lord has not cried out from you through you crying Abba Father that's a red flag you need to get reconnected unto our Lord and Savior pride will make you say I I'm connected I don't need it but remember that's pride which is part of the DNA of the flesh and the flesh wars against the spirit let's call upon the Lord let's seek him because no man can enter in except he go through Jesus Christ. You try to come up any other way, you're thinking of rock.
Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your Lord. Come on, pour out of your spirit. Pour out of your soul. A thank you, a praise unto the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you. Another opportunity to call upon your name. Thank you, Jesus. Another day, another journey that we can do something that is going to please you. Thank you, Lord, for an opportunity. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, for allowing us, Lord God, to enter into this day. Our mind is on you. Lord God, we've gathered in this place to lift you up, to exalt you, Lord God, above everything. Lord, you know the challenges that we face in this moment, in this hour. You know, Lord God, what's going on with every individual. Bless your Savior. Lord God, you know and understand, Lord God. Lord, you have more clarity about the situation than we do. Lord Jesus, and so we look to you as the author and finisher of our faith. We look to you, Lord God, your word. You told us to cast our cares upon you. Lord God, and so we're here to cast our cares there. Lord, before you, Lord, not to pick them up. Ah, hey, glory. Bless you, Lord God, not to pick them up and carry them along with us at the end. Lord God, but we come to leave those things in your presence, Lord. Lord, for you to deal with them. Lord God, and so we thank you, Lord, because you're able. Your hands are bigger than ours. Your ears, your eyes are much larger than what we have. Lord God, your word says that the heavens is your throne and the earth is your footstool. Lord Jesus, so we know that you're bigger than, than, than anyone. You're larger, Lord God, than life. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We bless your name, Savior. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would bless each one that is listening. Each one, Lord God, that has tuned in. Those that will tune in later, Lord God, we, we pray and ask that you would bless them. Help them, Lord God, to, Lord Jesus, seek your face. Lord God, to call upon your name. Don't stop calling upon him. Don't stop lifting your hands up to him. Don't stop blessing him. Don't stop. You need a blessing from the Lord. This is the time to call upon him. Thank you, Jesus. 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 You need the Holy Ghost. You need to call on him. Even if you say, I have the Holy Ghost, you need it. And you need restoration. You need your soul revived. You don't drink water at the, at the time that you're born. And, and then you never drink another cup of water again for the rest of your life. No, you need 
refresh you constantly or you'll dry up. That's why we call upon him. That's why we seek his face. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Holiness unto our Lord. Holiness unto the God of our salvation. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Lord, we're here to bless your name. We're here to lift you up, Lord God, to, to, to pull down every stronghold and everything that would exalt itself against you. Lord God, we cast it down. Lord Jesus said, we exalt you and we exalt your name above everything. Bless your Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we're here for the, your fire, Lord. The offer of a sacrifice of praise unto you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, call upon him. You ought to be desiring, Lord, touch me, touch my soul. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Mighty God, Lord, do something for me. Thank you, Lord. That's what my prayer is. Lord, do something for me. Thank you, Lord. You know, Lord God, the struggles. You know, Lord God. Lord Jesus, the things that we are dealing with. Lord, and you have the antidote. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What do your soul need right now? What would you give in exchange for your soul? Bless your Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name, Lord. We're in the service of the Lord. Mighty God, there's no rush to be out of it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you have something that you must do, then go. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Right now, we're serving the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He's the most important. This time has been set aside for him. Bless you, Lord. Nothing else takes his place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we're here to surrender ourselves to you, Lord. Bless you, Lord God. We're here, Lord God. Lord Jesus, to give ourselves away. Lord, have preeminence in this hour. Oh, bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Your hands ought to be lifted. If you're not driving, your hands should be lifted. Oh, my God. You ought to be saying, Lord, touch me. Lord, do something for me. Oh, bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. If you're not at work, if you're not behind machinery or doing, handling your responsibility, 
you ought to be crying out to the Lord right now. Thank you, Lord God. There's nothing else more important. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mighty God, bless you, Lord Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. He has a hedge around those that love him. Almighty God, he knows just what to do. He knows how to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his presence. He is the only wise God, our Lord and Savior. Bless you, Jesus. And I need him. You need him. We all need him. Thank you, Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. We need him. We don't need to just go through a motion of, of saying thank you. We don't need to just go through a preliminary. No, 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 no. This is real. Lord God, bless my soul. Bless my soul, Lord. Bless my soul. I've been exposed to so much. You've been exposed to so much throughout the week leading up to this time. Bless you, Jesus. It's time to shed some things off. It's time to let some things go now that we're in his presence. Bless you, Lord. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. If the spirit of the Lord is not there, there's no liberty. We need the spirit of the Lord to rest and abide here in this place as we abide in his presence. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Mighty God, bless you, Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this time that you have given us. We thank you, Lord God, for this moment of prayer. Lord Jesus, and we come to seek you. We come for your guidance. We come, Lord God, to nurture the relationship, Lord God, that we profess to have with you. Ah, hey, glory! Bless you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we come, Lord God, to magnify your name. Lord Jesus, we've gathered in this place, Lord, as you have ordered. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, our determination and our prayer is to please you, Lord God. Lord, in this place, Lord God, and wherever we are, we just thank you right now, Savior. Lord God, bless your word this morning. Bless each one that has tuned in. Bless each one that will tune in later. Lord God, we thank you for the advancements, Lord God, and Lord God, and enlarging our borders. We thank you right now, Lord God, for the new building. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us, Lord God, and for keeping us. Lord, you said that you would answer our prayers even before we call. Lord, we thank you for being mindful of us. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Lord, I touch those that are sick in their body. Those that could, would be in service, but because of certain confinements, they cannot. 
We ask that you would bless them, Lord. For their very thoughts as they look unto this house. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, Lord. Praise you, the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him in the bearings of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sounds of the trumpet. Praise him with the sorcery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. That everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. And the Bible says, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the word. Mighty God, we want to welcome you to Inside the Pages. You know, see, we're not trying to program and have things that are so structured that we structure and program God out of it. And so usually when we open the service, we open up with a welcome. But we open, we have, was having such a prayer. You know, it's essential. Prayer is necessary. The Bible said man should always pray. Uh, many times I arrive at a service or at the service for Bible study or for worship, and I'm usually here earlier in prayer, you know, but uh, again, we want to welcome you to Inside the Pages. Uh, this is Pastor Carl Henderson uh, saying it's good to be me. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study, 7 p.m. Saturday at 11.30 p.m. You'll find us on kkla.com. That is the, the, the website. But you'll also find us on 99.5 FM, which is the radio station here in the Los Angeles Basin. And so the Lord is blessed and, and we uh, have several um, outlets for the gospel going out. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Let me say that again. We believe the Bible is the word of God. We do. Therefore, we're faithful. We're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Are you obedient to the word of God? A gentleman called and after listening to the broadcast service uh, on the radio, I was up late working and he said, um, he said, Pastor, I, I heard the word of God going out over the airwaves. And he said, do you have a word for me? 
And I, I know what he was looking for. He was looking for, you know, there are those that will go into a, a spiritual mode. And you have to be careful about that. You have to be careful. Because every spirit is not of God. And if that, if the spirit does not, if the words of that prophet does not line up with the word of God, it is not from God. And so I told the young man, I said, obey the word of God. Be obedient to what God says. You don't need someone to come and give you a special word of prophecy and you're not obedient to the word of God. Anything that someone could ever prophesy over you or say they're prophesying over you must line up with the word of God. Prophecy does not mean that you're saved. See, obedience to the word of God will save you. Prophecies come and go. Matter of fact, prophecies will fail. And I'll get into that another time when I feel led to. But I just want to give you that as we go into the word of God. Right now, we're going to, you know, we want to worship the Lord and usher in his spirit before we go into the word of God. I, I mean, I'm excited about Jesus. And at the same time, I've experienced some challenges. And I know everyone may not may not tell you that, but pastors experience challenges too. You know, but that's all right. That's all right, because I know that if you live holy, if you live right, the Bible said you're going to suffer persecution. You're going to deal with some things. Doesn't mean that someone is going to come at you. It could be a spirit that come at you. It could be a number of things. The point is, is that you are to live holy unto the Lord. That is W-H-O-L-E and H-O-L-Y. Bless your name, Jesus, mighty God. This is the day that the Lord has made and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Bless your Lord Jesus. We're gonna go into the word of God and uh, shortly here, you know, but uh, I, let's, let's just magnify him a little more.
We'll never know how much it costs. One thing I know is that the cost was very great. It was so great that Jesus said, if there's any other way, if there's any other way, let this cup pass. As he prayed and the sweat fell off of him like great drops of blood. In other words, it had a lot of weight to it. Mighty God, bless your Lord Jesus. Bless your name, Savior. Bless your name. We're going to go into the word of God. And, you know, we, we have our, our ministerial council, our leadership conference coming up in the month of October. That's 6, 7, and the 9th. On the 9th is a Sunday. We'll be doing ordination. We have uh, a couple of candidates that will be ordained and receive license on that day. If you're in the LA area, uh, Riverside, San Bernardino, Los Angeles County, or maybe you just want to fly in because you want to change your atmosphere and to be blessed with us, then we're going to have the service at 474 East Doherty Road in the city of Monrovia, uh, California. And our leadership conference, the theme is, is give God something to work with. You have to give him something to work with. Bless you, Jesus. Amen. And I solicit your prayers um, because we're, we are coming to the final, uh, some final work, stages of some work where we're going into the review of, uh, of the first draft, hopefully the final draft of, of our book. And so solicit your prayers because certainly we want things to go smoothly, want things to go uh, greatly as we seek to do the will of the Lord as God is inspired. And, and so we'll talk more about that later, but has really occupied the, uh, the past few weeks in just spending time uh, writing and praying and seeking the Lord for guidance you know, and so I, I salute your prayers. I just want to put that out there because I'm excited. Uh, it is coming to, uh, it's coming to pass. And so I uh, just want to put that out there and solicit your prayers for that as well. This morning, I want to talk about restoration, reconstruction, restoration, reconstruction. You know, the act of returning something to a former um, owner, place, condition, you know, it's, it's not just wishful, but a reaction from someone that actually has the power to do it. You know, we might look at a car and say, you know, I wish I could restore that. You know, we know that it's going to take, you know, some money to make that happen. You know, you, you look at the car auctions on TV and they have these you know, a 1963 Corvette uh, being rolled out has been totally restored. It looks magnificent. It, it took something. It took someone that had the knowledge of how to do it, the patience to do it, you know, and, and the ability to do it. 
And 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 when if you ever watched anyone restore a vehicle, they strip it all the way down to the frame. They take it all the way apart and look at the frame of it to see what um, if there's rust, if there's cracks in the frame, and they need to fix that. And then they begin to build and put it back together and to knock the rust off and to re um, uh, to refurbish that particular item before it goes back on uh, to the frame and the building of the vehicle. You know, same thing with a house. We, we had a house, um, we moved into a home and we had it stripped and had it restored, the, the insides and, it, you know, and it took something. And I think it took about three months uh, for what we were having done. And so, um, you know, it takes something and some work, but you have to have someone that know what they're doing. And so, you know, we have someone that know what they're doing and not me. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I need help myself. My, my hand is up. You know, if anyone need help, you're not alone. My hand is up too. I need help. And I, but I know someone, I know someone that, that, that know what they're doing. I know someone that, that understands our makeup, understand the design of things and, you know, and what the intention was. Because sometimes we can try to try to restore something and, and instead of restoring it, we modify it to become something else. And, you know, and that's not right. It, it needs to be restored. And so we, we all have been exposed or acquainted with the word restore or restoration. And maybe you've watched, you know, House Makeover or Pimp My Ride, you know, and and that, uh, you know, and so uh, it, it could have been a cover girl makeup or Maybelline, you know, beauty makeover or weight loss show, you know, all those different things that have, have been on TV. And so it was about coming or making it equivalent or better than what it was before. Maybe you were on a team that helped remodel the home you know, or you took a car back to his original uh, beauty. Uh, you know, somehow, uh, someone, you know, completed the makeover and the appearance, and now it's being modeled. God wants to use you and will use you as a model. The book of Mark, the first chapter, read a few verses there. It says, and there was in their synagogue, their church, whose church, their church, not just the church of that day and time of that hour, but their church. Maybe you went to church and saw something. Maybe you go into church and you're going to see something. I've been in church and I saw some things. And there was in their synagogue, a man with an unclean spirit and he cried out. That unclean spirit may have been dressed in Chanel, may have been sporting a nice Fidel, may have had on a great, you know, looking suit, whatever comes to mind. It doesn't mean that it wasn't an unclean spirit. This unclean spirit cried out 
is unclean spirit. The Bible doesn't tell us if this tell us much about this man, but it said the man had an unclean spirit. And he was in church. Somewhere along the way, this man picked up an unclean spirit. How does that happen? Well, let me just go here. Hang with me for a moment here. But spirits are catchy. That's why I put out so much warning about spiritualism, about being religious, or about being churched. I'm, I'm part of a church. But are you part of the church, the church that believes the word of God, the church that's not compromising the word, the church that will tell you if you are right or wrong, the church that will tell you you need the Holy Ghost. Well, I just believe in God. Well, so does the devil. So does demons. That don't mean you are saved. You need to get saved. And so therefore, when we talk about save, we're talking about letting go of sin. You let go of sin. We stop sinning. Mighty God. And so this man had an unclean spirit. How did he get this unclean spirit? Maybe he was self-sedating. Maybe he had some magic mushrooms. You know, somebody know what I'm talking about. Now let's just keep it for it. Well, magic mushrooms are even today. People are chewing mushrooms. Yeah, people have chewed bath salt. People are uh, uh, vaping. Uh, you know, and you know, well, God didn't say that you can't smoke. And people are, are firing up, getting high. You know. Before the Lord saved me, I know from experience of some things, and the Lord washed me. Though my sins were as scarlet, He made them, He made me white as snow. He cleaned me up, turned me around, planted my feet on this solid ground. People attract spears and catch spears from hanging out with others. Spirits can also be um, brought on through sexual um, dealings. You find that a person, uh, the Bible, let me put it this way. The scripture says that, uh, that you become one with a person in sex. When you're having sex with them, you become one with them. Yes, that is Bible. And so it's not God's attention that you become one with a bunch of different partners. That That's men. That's people. That's some nasty folks that, you know, walking around trying to sex with everybody, uh, whether it is person or animal. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unclean spirit. And so then you find yourself stuck in a certain situation. 
You know, we talked a, a few weeks ago about people being caught up in pornography. And, and so therefore they, they're caught up in that imagination, that spirit has now captured their mind and therefore they are no longer uh, satisfying to their wife or to their husband or cannot be satisfied by them because of the spirit. They have an unclean spirit. And so this man cried out. He couldn't help it. He wanted deliverance and he cried out and the Lord restored him. He restored him, restored him with a clean spirit. And that's what you want. You want to be restored. The Bible tells us that uh, Simon's wife, St. Peter, Bishop Peter, Elder Peter, Brother Peter, his wife was sick with a fever. Now, uh, there are some religions and, you know, the, the I know in um, that they do not believe the minister should be married. You, you've seen this and, you know, and understand that, that, you know, the preacher should not be married. The Bible does not say that. It doesn't say that at all. Peter was married and he was one of the chief uh, of the apostles. His wife was sick with a fever. And Jesus came and took her by the hand. He didn't feel all on her. Mighty God. He didn't rub her down from head to toe. He didn't rub her back. Didn't touch her stomach. Didn't slap her in the forehead with a, a palm full of oil, olive oil. Didn't mess up her weave, her hairdo or anything, but he took her by the hand and lifted her up and immediately the fever left her and she ministered unto them. She served them that were in her house. Jesus restored her with a simple touching of the hand. The Bible tells us in that evening, and you can read this for yourself in that, in, in Mark, the book of Mark, I, I love Mark, he deals with the miracle. Listen, and that evening when the sun did set, talking about restoration, it's finally come been restored to my place in God. That's the whiners. And that evening when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased. They were diseased. There's someone right now that is diseased. There's someone right now that have a, a ailment. Someone has an unclean spirit. And that evening when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased. And them that were possessed with devils. So there were some that were sick, had ailments, ill. Doctors couldn't do it. Medicine, no matter what they tried, herbal, holistic, whatever you want to refer to. 
And there were some that was possessed with devils. The Bible did not call it mental illness. It didn't say that. It said possessed with devils. Everything is not a mental illness. Some things are demon possession. Uh-huh. Possessed by a fallen angel, a rebellious angel, one that would never be redeemed. Demon possessed. Demon possession is real. It's no joke. And all the city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many that were sick of different disease and cast out many devils. Some people was restored back to a place. They were restored to a place where they did not have a disease. They was restored back to a place where they did not have a demon inside of them. Now in the movies, they show people, regular people casting out demons. And they usually show a Catholic minister and I have nothing against the people of the cloth. And as they would say, I'm a man of the cloth. But they go and they cast out in the movies, they cast out demons in the movies with no authority, no power. I was watching Thriller, not Michael Jackson Thriller. I was watching Boris Karloff Thriller yesterday. It was on while I was sitting down uh, thinking and, and, and snacking and doing things that, that we do when we're at home. And the uh, Catholic minister, there was a demon that was standing be, uh, before them and he held up a cross in front of the demon. He didn't say in the name of Jesus or anything and the demon, but he just held the cross up in front of the demon and the demon uh, backed up. I don't know what that really mean. I don't know where that came from or anything like that because uh, we really don't use, you don't read in the scripture where the Bible tell us uh, that we should pray uh, with a uh, object. Yep, beads, ceramic images, different things that, uh, that we have all around this little uh, uh, ornaments around our neck and all that kind of stuff. The Bible said that whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we pray, we pray in his name. We baptize in his name. And baptism is for remission of sin. Repentance, the prayer of repentance by you. I can't repent for you. I can pray for you that the Lord would have mercy upon you, but you have to repent of transgressions and you do that in the name of Jesus. Jesus said that there will be those that will come in that day. I'm preaching y'all. 
those that will come in that day and, and say that we cast out devils in your name. We healed the sick in your name. We prophesied in your name. We preached in your name. And he's going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I don't know you. Because they did those things in his name. None of them, with all of those testimonies that was given as an illustration of those he would not accept, you don't hear any of them saying, I lived a holy life unto you. The Bible said that without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So you must be holy. And in order to be holy, you must be restored. Oh my God, thank you, Jesus. The Bible says, and he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee. Not only did he preach the word, but he cast out devils. And there came a leopard unto him. You'll find this in Mark. Go ahead and read the first chapter, Mark, on your time, not right now. And there came a leper, someone that had a disease, the body parts was rotting on him. And it was they were beseeching him. Now, sometime that you, 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 my, my daughter is in the nursing field, and so she can attest to some things that she may have seen or that she will see. And that is a rotting body part. Uh, Sometimes you might have a sore and you have to be careful about sores. You don't want to scratch them. And, you know, we have a tendency as a kid, you might pick at your sore. Nasty. Yeah, I know. But you, you may have picked at a sore and it healed. OK, but as you got older and as you get older, don't pick at things because it may not get OK. It may begin to eat up your flesh. You need to have that looked at at the doctor and you need prayer over that. A leopard came to him. You know, the body part, your ear might be rotting and just all of a sudden it fall off. It's gone. Your nose, and, you know, in different parts just rotting off of you. And so when the leopard was seen, uh, the leopard had a responsibility that that they would get out of the way of the public, walk to the side, and they would cry out loud, making their announcements so that people would not come in contact with them because of this disease, leprosy. The Bible said, the leper came to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, if thou will, thou can make me clean. Lord, if you will, you can restore me. Lord God, I, I need restoration. There's no one else that can do this. But if you will. And Jesus was moved with compassion. He has compassion today. He has compassion right now in this moment. 
in this instance is compassion. Deliverance is going out over the airwaves, going through the internet connection right now. If you would have compassion and he was moved with compassion, the Bible said, now, you, you, you would not touch somebody with leprosy. The Bible said that he put forth his hand and touched him. That's compassion. Because this man has not felt a touch from anyone. And only, only he knows how long that once he was exposed to leprosy and it began to take a toll on him, who was going to touch him? It doesn't matter if he was married, if he had children. Who was going to touch him when he was found to have leprosy? As part of the restoration process, Jesus touched him and said unto him, you know, it's something when someone touches you and speak to you. There's a connection being made at that moment. He touched him and said unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed. He was restored. The Bible says again, Mark, the third chapter. That was just the first chapter. Let's, uh, he entered again into the synagogue. Went to church. Your church. Mm -hmm. The one you, your dad, the one you, uh, you, 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 you spoke in tongues at, the one that you, that you was quickened in, the one that you sat there so patiently and listened to, whether they were speaking Latin or English. Again, he went into the synagogue and there was a man there with a withered hand. Those that was present, some of the religious leaders watched whether he would restore this man's hand. Bible said, heal him. We're talking about restoration. We're putting it under the umbrella. Each of the individuals, male or female, had a specific need and desire to be in a better place. They watched him. That would he heal them like you and I. Oh, bless your Lord Jesus. The Bible says that the Lord touched this man's hand, restored this man to a place where he wanted to be. Well, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The same healing that took place then. Yes, he is able to heal today. And we pray, Lord, let your will be done we pray according to thy will. Because I don't want to tell you that the Lord is going to heal you 
and you leave my presence. And then you, next thing I know, I'm being summoned. It's according to God's will. Can you impact God's will? Here, where we go. Can you impact his will? Yes, you can. You can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can impact the will of God. A woman went to Jesus and said, restore my daughter. And she didn't use those words, restore. But you understand. My daughters have an issue. Maybe your daughter have an issue this morning. I have two daughters. I'm not claiming they have any issues because they're listening. <laughs> but maybe your child have an issue. Jesus went. And this woman came to him. And he said, it's not meat that I should, I should give the, the children's meat to dogs. And this woman influenced Jesus. She influenced the situation. She didn't get upset and walk away. She didn't argue. She said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the rich, from the table. The crumbs have the same ingredient that the entire meal had, that cornbread, that piece of cornbread that fell on the floor has the same ingredient. It has some flour in it, some, some, uh, some uh, egg in it, maybe a little cinnamon, whatever you put. It has the same ingredient that, than the whole loaf that is on the table. And the Lord granted her her desire. You can impact the situation. In 2022, you and I don't have to be concerned that he is not able to do it today. The Bible tells us that God is not a man that he should lie. Remember, he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Have he said and shall he not do it? Or have he spoken and shall it not be made good? Jeremiah 1 and 12 said, Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. So God is able to speed up a process of things. God has already spoken into your lives a point of restoration. You, you didn't know that until I just told you. Mm-hmm. He's already spoken. There are some things that's already been proclaimed over you. It's just a matter of the fullness of time. When your crossroads meet, he sees you right where you are. And so I need you to listen and understand this. John 9 says, and Jesus passed by, he saw a man that was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither have this man sinned nor his parents, 
but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. There are some things that we're dealing with, not as an act of sin, but that the work of God should be manifest. I don't believe that this man, after he received this healing, after his sight was restored, he did not leave the presence of them with any remorse. He didn't leave the presence of them with any animosity or a negative state of mind. Well, I've been in this situation for so many years, and, you know, and, and only to find out it was done for, for the works of God to be manifest. No, he didn't leave with a negative state of mind. People leave. How do, we, how do we do that? Please, somebody, if you know and you can explain it to me, then maybe you should call me, not doing a service and explain it so I would have some clarity. But how is it that God blesses us, restore us, fill us with his spirit, wipes away our sins, and then we walk away from him? Because someone looked at a fly that was buzzing around your head and you thought they were looking and laughing at you. Or you make up a reason that, well, I, I left the church because a sister or brother. Or... How is it that we walk away from God with lame excuses, but yet we say we love him? I love my pastor, but I'm leaving the church. Well, who's gonna watch for your soul? Let me go on. I don't believe the man left with any remorse, animosity, or negative state of mind. God reconstructed his ability to see. Every component that makes up the eye for his brain to work was restored. The cornea, the front layer of the eye, or that little dome shape used for bending light was restored. The pupil, that little black dot in the center of your eye that acts as a gateway for light was restored. The iris, your eye color, his eye color, that muscle that controls the size of your pupil was restored. The lens, behind the iris and the pupil that works with the cornea to focus the light that enters your eye was restored. The retina located in the back of the eye, that small piece of tissue that transformed the light coming in that sends an electrical pulse to the brain was restored. The optical nerve between the retina and the brain was restored. The tear glands that we relate to for crying when we feel pain as an outlet is used to wet your eye and to help you focus clearly to help protect your eye from irritation and infection was restored. This man dealt with the worst of it. 
of being blind for all of those years, being talked about, made fun of by, by children that they didn't know what they was really doing, but really not understanding something and doing it doesn't excuse you. Being made fun of, having to deal with learning where his mouth was when it came to eating. We can see it. Sometimes we still drop food on our shirts. Sometimes we could be drinking and, and all of a sudden there's all and it's dribbling down. This man was blind. What about when he did that? And those that adults that made fun of him. <laughs> Look at him. What about his bathing, his hygiene, being blind? not able to find the place where he was going to relieve himself. Maybe he thought he was in one place and may have been in a public place. He had to learn to depend on his senses to get him where he needed to go. What about the stuff that he stepped in when others walked around it? Mighty God. He dealt with the worst part of things, but the worst part was over because of the restoration and reconstruction that had occurred. His vision was restored. You might be dealing with some things and it might seem terrible, but you got to look and lean upon the fact that God is able. And when he restores you, it becomes your testimony. Thank you, Jesus. The Pharisees could not do it. The scribes didn't do it. The chief priests didn't know how to do it. Probably wish they could. The Bible says, for we are, you and I, preachers, ministers that truly believe the word of God. We're labors together with God. We're God's husbandry. We're his building according to the grace which is given unto us as wise master builder. I've laid the foundation and another builder thereon, but let every man take heed how he buildeth on it. For other foundations can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. It is about Jesus and what he is able to do. To him, to God, be the glory. Healing is not a glorious thing that comes from me or any other individual. It is the power of God. Today we are laborers together with God. Right now we are God's fellow worker, his building. Rebuilding, reconstruction, and restoration. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power of God may be displayed, not of us, but the power of God. God specializes in the reconstruction of a person. He's the master. He's a master of restoration. 
The Bible tell us that the hand of the Lord, Ezekiel said, the hand of the Lord came upon me. And I was carried out in the spirit of the Lord. And he set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of dry bones. The flesh had fell off these bones. Death had overtaken them. They were now dry, meaning that they had been there long enough that there was nothing left for them except the, what you would call, I guess, the calcium. And he caused Ezekiel to pass by all around. Take a good look, Ezekiel. And he said there were many in the open valley and they were very dry. We think about them being very dry as being in an impossible situation. He asked him, can these dry bones live? Again, he said unto him, after asking the question, after Ezekiel sees how dry they are, there is no life there. He tells them to prophesy to these bones. Say unto them, ye Oh, ye dry bones, God acknowledges these are dry bones. Prophesy to these dry bones for them to hear the word of the Lord. Dry, no ears, unable to hear, but prophesy, speak to them. And I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Dry bones, I'm going to restore you. I'm going to bring you back to a place of restoration, a place that you used to obtain and hold and have. I'm going to add fibrous tissue, uniting the muscle. I'm going to bring flesh upon you and I'm going to clothe you with skin and I'm going to put breath in you and ye shall live. You're going to be restored. And you're going to know that I am the Lord. Not Ezekiel. Not Pastor Carl. Not any other name that you can think of. But that he is Lord. Jesus is Lord. This was about 62 B.C. In May of 1948, about the 14th day, those dry bones came to life. His word was fulfilled as designed, as ordered. But I want you to know as we close this morning, as I stop, that it may have taken according to God's design according to his will, years to occur, it happened. And here we are with that date, 1948, when Israel became a nation. In one day, the, the governments around the world acknowledge Israel was alive.
The Bible tells us that except those days be shortened, there should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake, I'm gonna shorten the days. In other words, whatever you have need of, it's not gonna be the next generation when you're, if the Lord should tarry when your child is born or anything, God is saying, no, whatever restoration that you have need of right now, come all ye that are laboring and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your Lord God. Rest upon your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Lord God, we come to you as the author and the finisher of our faith. Lord, we look to you as our savior. Your hands are able to restore all of us. You won't miss a step in what is needed for me, for the person next to me, for any of them under the sound of my voice, you know the uniqueness of each of us. You know what is how you designed us. You know what you created us for and to be. You know the model that you want us to be. Lord God, and so we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, because you're able to rebuild. You're able to restore. You're able, Lord God, to bring us to a place where you want us to be. Lord, and so we're here saying thank you, honoring you, Lord God, for these facts. Lord God, and for each one that has that has tuned in, each one that is listening, Lord God, each one that is that is receiving your word. Lord God, that you would bless them as you and to for them to recognize as you are restoring. Oh, Lord God, as you call the, the ankle bone together, as you call the the, the, the arms and the wrist and fingers and Lord God, as you call all of those things together to put us back to restore each individual, Lord God, that's crying out for restoration, Lord. We thank you, Savior. We pray and ask that you would bless us, Lord God, as we testify and tell of your goodness. As we speak of where we were and where we are today. Lord God, we thank you, Lord. We just want to acknowledge you, Lord God, for bringing your word to us and giving us, Lord God, we, we are not hopeless, but we have hope because of you. And because we have hope, we have faith in you. Lord God, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, continue to bless us. Lord God, to that we yield ourselves as vessels of righteousness in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we honor you, Lord God, and we'll continue to lift you up in Jesus' name. Bless your Lord God. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Just give him a wave offering. Just a waving of your hand, Lord. Here I am. Thanking you, Lord God, for your word this morning. Lord God, for how you have blessed us. Lord Jesus, for how you have, Lord God, for what you are doing with us and for us in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we're going to be careful to tell of your goodness. Lord, we just want to bless you, Lord. But we just want you to know we hear you. <laughs> we hear what you're saying, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, thank you. Friends just want to say be blessed. Share the word with someone else. Send a link to them of the message that you heard. That'd be such a blessing. Not because of me, but because it is the word of God. This is Pastor Carl Henderson, and one in, want you to invite you again to join in with us on Sundays at 9 a.m., Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. Bless your Lord Jesus. Amen. If you're looking for a church home, if you're looking for growth and ministry, we're here for you. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore in Jesus name amen